All right, we are back for another episode of TA Gaming. I have Ross and Ron with me tonight. Say hello, guys. What's up? Hi. Hi. Okay. All right. So tonight's episode, pretty much mainly about football. Uh, it's been building up for a while. I have a ton of notes I want to talk about. Hopefully, y'all will get a words in edgewise because I've got to go through I usually organize this a lot better and I've just been saving stuff just to go with it. First off, all these predictions and SEC predictions are just full of crap. Uh, Ryan and I, you you and I talked about it before. Uh, We both said we thought Texas A&M was probably a little overrated with the rankings. We said Florida is probably a little overrated with the rankings. And, you know, you have Tennessee finish second and I think they're supposed to finish third. Uh, I guess the person, the one person that gave Vanderbilt one first place vote, I guess was kind of right since Vanderbilt actually did pretty decent this year. But uh, it seemed like the West was kind of wide open. Um, East is just pretty much who can beat Georgia. Um, with that being said, it goes into the whole college football playoff, which that and all these postseason awards is just something to talk about. So let's talk talk about thoughts of the college football playoff. So right now, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State snuck in there. Well, I guess you wouldn't really say snuck in there. But so my thoughts before y'all talk, there was things where they said, even though it was just the championship game weeks, they, a lot of people, even some people that were on the college football committee, said they thought Alabama would somehow jump Ohio State for the final spot, um, which it didn't happen. Ohio State got it, which if anybody, they probably should have because USC just didn't look very well. They, I think it was the second time they played Utah and were owned by Utah. Um, of course, when USC loses, it comes out that Caleb Williams has an injury. That that's what happens all the time. Every time somebody loses, they don't play at their effort. Everybody's gonna say, "Oh, well, they were playing hurt." It might be true, but I, I hate when that comes out. Like let's let's say that before the game. We're not saying it at all. Uh, I think it was one of y'all I was talking to about over Thanksgiving that uh, great shooter for Tennessee, uh, Chris Lofton. He played his entire senior season, and it his senior season didn't lead up to the hype that was given to him he was still a great shooter he didn't have any of those just breakout games but come to find out after the season was over way after the season's over his family and coach bruce pearl were the only ones that knew that he was going through chemo because he had some kind of cancer he didn't want the team to know because he didn't want them to feel sorry for him he didn't want he's you know even said he didn't want you know players on other teams kind of feeling sorry for him and, you know, and so I kind of get that, you know. Um, but but going back with that, um, with Caleb Williams and USC, TCU struggled. They still won, and I get it, a win's a win. Uh, you know, Fast and Furious said it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. But 
I don't know. I just felt like they struggled too much. And if anything could have dropped to four, I guess it doesn't matter. You're in, but not playing Georgia or playing Michigan. That That's a tough battle for either one of them. So I, I didn't see them dropping out of the top four because of that struggle. But still, I just felt like they were, I don't know, you know, because I always talk about a one loss Bama is always better than some of these undefeated teams. So why couldn't a one loss Ohio State be better than a TCU who struggled? So just with the college football playoff, uh, Ross, what is some of your takes from it? You agree, disagree, um, anything, just some feedback. I mean, for me, it's hard to say, you know, because you do have a two-loss Alabama and you have a one-loss Ohio State. And then USC loses twice. They get busted and knocks them out. Uh, TCU barely, barely pulls it out. Then you have – so you have the conversation, well, does all – does Ohio, does Alabama deserve to jump Ohio State or does Ohio State get back in after they got creamed by Michigan? So uh, you know this is the thing that everybody's been saying, like, but they need to expand the college playoffs, and, what, and that's what they're going to do. You know, but could they have done? I mean, they could. I guess they couldn't have done it this year. Uh, done a like a kind of like a wild card. You know, Maybe the first top two have a bye or something. Ohio State and Bama, you guys played for the final spot, and then yeah. see who's in. But then again, you then you do have that conversation. Well, do you want to do you want to risk players getting hurt so they you know that their their quarterback going down and now they maybe they end up pulling up pulling out it against Alabama and their quarterback goes down so now they can't compete as well against you know Georgia or Michigan. Well, you already got creamed by Michigan anyway, but. Uh, then I heard people, you know, reading comments that expanding to 12 teams is going to ruin it anyway. And, and I don't, I don't understand why I think that's going to actually prove to be give people, give them a chance, these teams a chance that might could have made, make it in the playoffs, a chance to, uh, pull one out. I mean, we see that everybody in basketball has a chance. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I understand football is a lot more – obviously, a, a hard contact sport. Basketball is not. Uh, but you just you just never know. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, my thing – See, and really, you know, okay, now you've got – and, like, especially with the transfer portal now, and you, bowl games are meaningless now, almost. Well, you have people like that uh, Kentucky quarterback. He's not going to play because he's prepping for the NFL, which he should because he's – he sucks, but, but, you know, you have all those, you know, cause you don't want to get hurt. Cause you're going to have these, these pro days and stuff. And I, and I get it, but you do. Yeah. Like, but, but then again, you can get hurt walking to your car. Like, you know, like with my girls, you know, they say, well, you shouldn't be scrimmaging basketball during volleyball season. Well, you shouldn't be doing this during basketball season. What, you know, you're going and playing these softball camps. Okay, well, guess what? They could play a pickup game with their brother and get break their finger. They could be climbing a deer stand and fall off and break their leg. And what am I supposed to do? Well, you're not supposed to do anything during basketball season. No, that's not how it works. You know, but, you know, and like talking about what you're saying, so, you know, if you when we expand this, 
you know, the bowl season start here in about another week or two. You know, they kind of trickle on out until the 1st of January. But now do you start the college football playoff a week after, you know, the SEC championships? You know, that way every weekend you're having a big bowl game mixed in with these, you know. Because some of them teams are going to have to play, at least four of them are going to have to play three games. To yeah. Get to you know, that way, if you're having the championship be on January 10th or whenever it is, you know, you can go through there. You know, and the I, other – And I hate to say it because – I think, Ryan, Ryan, I think you said it, you know, and I agree with it. A 6-6 six and six team, I don't think deserve a bowl game. I'm I, sorry. I, I'm like, like, and I said this. If Arkansas loses, they have a losing season. Exactly. Six and seven. I feel like if you now be bowl eligible, yes, but I think you the, need the chance that you have a chance to finish at, with a losing season. It's stupid. Why would you even want to play? I don't want like we got a we've got a midseason. Only want to play a bowl game. Yeah, that's all. And and now like, and I like I said, when you agree too. Like you get we get it. You want to get ready for the NFL draft, but. Basically, okay, like Drew Sanders. I mean, you're our star linebacker, and good luck to you. I yeah. don't care about this game. I care more about my pro career, and I get that. I do. But it's making bowl games meaningless now. Yeah. Well, in and I so, hate that's where we're getting – kind of like college basketball. College basketball, you have to recruit route <clears throat> to win a championship every year. Football, we've talked about this before. You have three years with these kids to develop a team. And, you know, we've said this. You, you find out who your team is after three years of your recruits. Basketball, your recruits, you know, how many starting lineups has John Calipari lost because the whole team jumped ships in the NBA because they're one and done. So, you know, and you see these teams, you're like, you're like, man, they had a great year this year. I can't wait till next year. They got the number two recruiting class. They're bringing these boys in with these guys that they had. No, they're bringing these boys in with all these guys that are leaving. So there's mm -hmm. no working together to make the team. Like, you pretty much got to get the next point guard. If every point guard that you have always goes pro, you've got to keep recruiting that. You can't sit there and go, I need to get that power forward to come in and do this. And now with the NIO deals, that point guard is going to be like – no, I ain't playing for this guy. He's the backup, and he's making $10 million off of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Heck no. I'm going over here to this school where I'm going to get – like, they're not going to want to do that. And then somebody that's saying – they're sitting on the bench going, I'm making $10 million, and I'm not even the starter. Like, no, I'm jumping ship too. But, but you know, the – back, you know, in like 96 and 97, Penn State and Florida State were always going back and forth. One – because you have the coaches poll and you have the AP poll. One was number one, one was number one. And they're like, oh, we're the champions. Oh, we're the champions. You know, and they're like, because which poll do we go by? So the BCS was supposed to fix that with this formulated system. And then it started from 98 when Tennessee won and their polls. Well, then it got to where these teams like Oklahoma were blowing people out every game, 55-10, 55-3. And then they go to the – their Big 12 championship or Big 10, whatever it was back then, and they lose. Like, they got dominated by Kansas State. Well, since they were so stinking high in the rankings, they only dropped to number two. 
So they got to play in the national championship. And that's what's kind of happened with the college football playoff. You know, Alabama loses the SEC championship. They only going to drop to number three or four at the worst. And that's where Tennessee's at right now. All these Alabama fans want to say, oh, y'all beat us. And look where y'all at. You're still ranked below me. And that stinks because Tennessee lost a game late in the season. Alabama lost to Tennessee early. You know, like, let's say Cincinnati. They lose that game to Arkansas at the very beginning. They run the table. They could be in the top ten easily. That's what, And that's literally what they said. Like, I, I remember listening to commentators saying, you know, if they could somehow pull it or even if they lose this game, they could still find yeah. themselves getting into the playoffs because they could run the gamut on the rest but, of the season. Let's say they would have won that game and ran the whole table, and all of a sudden, I don't know if they have a championship, but their last game of the season, all of a sudden, they lose. Now their college football dreams are gone because they're not that high-caliber team like a Bama or Ohio State, and they're, they're out just because of this late-season loss. And I get it. You got to drop them in the polls just like you would any time. You know, if you call a pass interference in the first quarter, you need to call it in the fourth quarter. And I get it, but it just sucks because – it kind of reminds me of the whole March Madness stuff that we always talk about, how you play great for four days and you can get an automatic bid. But, Mm -hmm. but, you know, the BCS, they said that formula system didn't work. So we were going to do this college football playoff and we're still debating about which team should be in the college football playoff. Just like we are always debating about who's in March Madness. And I feel like 12 teams are going to be like, well, number 20 team, they only had one loss. They're a lot better than that nine and three team. Like it's just, just crazy. Ryan, what do you got? Um, outside of the top three, they all – the top three – yeah, the top three, Georgia, Michigan, and TCU. TCU, regardless of what their – what happened at their game, absolutely deserve to be in the college football playoffs. And I say that because a lot of people are down on TCU – and I'm like, they, you know, I know they lost, but to be fair, they did lose to a top 10 team. Um, and that you, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be fair, you gotta be fair in that way. But they deserve to be there because they all played in conference championship games and they all went undefeated in the regular season <clears throat> and everything. Outside of that, I don't know. I, I'm at the point now where I'm not really just a fan of like any team. Um like in that could have gotten in. Um, I don't like that Ohio State got in because they're, I don't think they're good. I think they're overrated as all get out. Um, <clears throat> I think they got exposed. I mean, like, watch, I'm going to be so wrong and they're just going to like absolutely kill the college football playoffs and win the championship. But <clears throat> they didn't utilize their best players. They are don't have a good run defense. They have horrible secondary play. I mean, it's just like how I watched that as much as that game as possible. And the second half was just like run the ball, run the ball, drop an absolute dime to a wide open receiver off a play action pass. I mean, at some point you gotta be like, okay, this is definitely coming, sir. Um, but you lose 20 points at home against you know, you just don't deserve to be there. And I've yeah. maintained that. I have a Facebook status. It's like teams that deserve to be in the college football playoffs uh, and will get in. And it's Georgia, Michigan, and TCU. Teams that don't deserve to be in the college football playoffs 
and we'll still probably get in Ohio State. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I mean, I was, I would probably be a little bit okay. And I preface this with a little bit, like it's not very much. If Alabama had gotten in over um, Ohio State, but at the same time, I'm like, the body of work in Alabama this year also wasn't good. They can't play anywhere. Well, and they want to validate what they've done the last four games. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like they want to, you know, they can't play anywhere that's not at home. That's the only place they can play this year. And unfortunately, the only thing they've got going for them is Bryce Young. And Bryce Young is legitimately one of the best quarterbacks I've ever witnessed play college football. Um, I I will stand on that. Got something to say about that here in just a minute. But I really like watching him play. Um, and I just, you know, that's, but that's it, that that's it. And I don't think, oh, because we got the best player or a best player. I don't think that that doesn't work for me. Like, yeah, it's cool. Like someone, I I responded to a comment on a different page on a different web social media website and said, Ohio state does not deserve to be in it. And someone was like, well, we've got the, you know, like the third best, um, the third best wide receiver or something like that in the country um and also like the second best running back in the country and I, my response was I'm glad that you have the one of the best wide receivers in the country what are you going to do with them keep underutilizing them are you talking about ohio state yeah well so <laughs> but, let, let me tell you about that i'll probably when i go over some statistics here in a second about just some random stuff that stroud guy which Probably goes with Marvin Harrison Jr. too. But they have like all these touchdowns and all these stats when their team is already up 20 points, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, well, you've padded on stats because they're trying to compare, you know, the whole Hendon Hooker thing in Tennessee and things like that. And they're like, well, Hendon Hooker's touchdowns when they're up by three touchdowns compared to this guy and this guy and this guy. And he's like, way down the list like joe milton's even up on that list but it's just things like that yeah and so and then like the next one is tennessee and the only thing like man i just that and i hate that hooker got hurt like i i don't know how much that affects the end result of the game maybe a lot maybe not at at the end of the south carolina game yeah, but the okay. fact that they fact that you lose to South Carolina, I mean, South Carolina is a good team. I want to make that very clear. They're actually not bad at all. They went eight and four, if I'm correct. Um, and yeah. then you know they're in the top twenty five. So you know that loss doesn't look as bad, but it's still it's just like you know you you lost two games and like I the same way I feel about Alabama in many ways is <laughs> the same way there. It's like look, you lost two games. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, do I, I think they probably I would have put them personally above Alabama just because they beat Alabama. Like it's like well, a thing. So, like I, I want I I want the teams that beat the other teams yeah. in the close races to be above the other teams. And so here's my thing and I and I totally get this. A lot of people said well Alabama lost their two games based on one possession. Okay. Fair. And they want to say well Tennessee got beat by 30 points. Okay. That was a bad loss. But now you got to think about it they lost to a top 20 team because you always want to look at the now, not what the team was then, you know, like if Tennessee beat number one, Georgia and Georgia all of a sudden just crapped out and they didn't even 
finish ranked. Well, now you're going to say that win was is against a non-ranked team. That's what a lot of people want to focus on is what are they now? You know, well, if you even want to play like if people like to play the you know what if game, and I I like to play it too a little bit. Like, you know, do I think at home Tennessee and I and LSU win? Like, do I think Alabama probably beats them at home? I can maybe say yes to that. Uh, but in that same vein, if we're going to play the what if game, um, you, I definitely think they would beat LSU at home. I want to make that very clear. LSU was not very good this year, you know, no. and, you know, and LSU is a team that's going to play Alabama hard no matter what. But if we're going to play the what if game, then we got to, then you got to play it all sides. And, you know, Alabama, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, Alabama loses to Texas. Like it's not, it's not a question in my mind. They lose yeah. to Texas. Um in week what one or two? Two. Yeah, it was week two. Week two. Well, like, they would have lost. You know, they <laughs> want to sit here and say, you know, he was very quick the other day, Saban was to say, Well, you know, Bryce Young, he was hurt again in, in that Tennessee game. Well, if he was hurt, he looked pretty awesome. But then again, then we should take points away from Bama because that was one of the things they said why Tennessee didn't deserve to be, at the time, sixth instead of seventh was because we've got to look at their team now. They're not as effective with Joe Milton. Why? And, and I get that. Joe Milton is probably not a Hendon hooker. But if Stetson Bennett got hurt in the SEC championship, are you going to drop him from their team from the number one seed to the number two? You know, even if they won that game, are you still going to drop them? Like, what if what if Joe Milton came back and won the game at South Carolina? Are you still going to drop him because he's not Hendon Hooker? But um, so here's like the rankings criteria were for the college football. They base it on the strength of schedule, head to head, head to head game results, results versus teams in the top twenty five, results versus common opponents in conference championships. So somebody was trying to compare LSU, Tennessee, and Alabama. So strength of schedule, Tennessee had all of them beat. Head-to-head games, Tennessee won. We were just talking about that. Results versus teams in the top 25. Well, Tennessee beat LSU. Tennessee beat Bama. The only game Bama had was that one-point win against Texas that they struggled against. And then results versus common opponents. Tennessee beat LSU. Alabama lost to LSU. Tennessee beat Vanderbilt 56 to zip. And then Alabama beat Vanderbilt 55 to three. So still slaughter, but, you know, so all these things that they're basing it on, Tennessee was better than all of them. You know, and they're still putting, you know, Tennessee below them. You know, and then I look at, uh, some other stats, you know, talk, TCU, Ohio State, USC, Alabama, none of them have a top 10 win. And then Tennessee had two based on the teams that they played. And so, and some of them have, a, you know, the same, you know, the same stinking record. It's just like a lot of this stuff just didn't make sense. So, Ross, I'm going to go back to you. And you can either, because I'm fixing to get into a lot of biased 
stuff, talking about Tennessee, talking about uh, and just play the devil's advocate thing of why didn't they deserve a shot kind of thing. Like, not saying I agree with it because I think the, the top four is who the top four sh- should be, just kind of like what Ryan was saying. But before I get into that, what are your takes? Like, you can either talk about college football playoff, you can talk about Razorbacks, you can talk about SEC, just anything you want to talk about real quick. Like, anything you have on your mind. Like, like, like I mean, it, was a, it was kind of a crazy season in the SEC this year. You know, teams – it's like almost like everybody beat everybody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I say that, obviously, like, Arkansas did beat Alabama, you know, uh, and lost games and then beat Texas A&M. But then, like, Texas A&M turns around and loses to their, what, next seven games at – uh, like Arkansas beats South Carolina, South Carolina beats Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee beats Alabama. So does that mean Arkansas beat Alabama? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's it was just kind of topsy turvy like that this year. Uh, <clears throat> like, and this is why again, like I like the idea. I love the idea of an expanded playoff because some of these teams that are playing at, at high levels lose a couple games. You know. Like Tennessee, yeah, they lost to Georgia, and Georgia's, you know, but could they, could they beat Georgia? Yeah, I think they could have been. I think they could beat Georgia. <clears throat> I really do. You know, play play their best game like they did against Alabama, and maybe you do beat Georgia. You know, but you have one bad loss to ten, to South Carolina, and you're ranked. Well, they ranked seventh, right? Yeah. Well, now they're ranked sixth, but yeah, they went to seventh. Okay, so now they have a chance. They still have a chance to prove it. Prove that you can win a win the national championship. I mean, I, like basketball, uh, right now, ten, like North Carolina's lost three in a row. They're not even the top twenty-five anymore. Uh-uh. Does that mean they can't win a national championship? No, it does not mean they can't win a national championship. Yeah. They very well could end up being in the national championship this year because they can run the table in the ACC. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, no, obviously you can't have a thirty. You can't. You can't have a thirty-two team playoff in the in the college football. But you give some of these teams that. Had had one bad game, the chance like they did Ohio State. I mean, that's what you're doing with Ohio State right now. USC loses twice to Utah, right? So that was their only two losses this season. Ohio State has a terrible loss to Michigan, and they're both they both end up in the playoffs. So now Ohio State, a one loss team, has one terrible game, gets to redeem themselves. Yeah. You have that's that expanded playoff. And, and Tennessee got- could sit here and watch the game film. Let's say they're fixing to hit round two of the college football player for the national championship. And they sit there and go, all right, let's look at what Georgia did. We're going to blitz from this side, or we're not going to blitz. We're going to make them think we blitz. Oh, we're going to throw short passes instead of midfield pass, you know, change up the whole game plan that is different from the other 13 games they played. And now Georgia's caught off guard and Tennessee wins. And Tennessee wins by scoring 17 points because they control the clock instead of go fast pace. Not that's what Hyper would do, but you could see it just for that one time. Like and like now, like I said, now you have a team that was playing at a very high level that lost a couple hard games and that they can redeem themselves to say, well, you're your two losses, you can't win a national championship. Yeah. You're good enough to win a national championship. We don't we would we don't know that though, with yeah. a four fourteen playoff. What if USC turns around would would turn around and can beat Michigan or beat Georgia, and then they win a national championship after losing to Utah twice. I don't know. It, 
so I, I'm excited to see that uh, that playoff, that expanded playoff. Uh, <laughs> I see a lot of bad, you know, a lot of talk about the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, I don't really know. I don't really have an opinion on it, you know, because obviously I want the transfer portal to help Arkansas. I want yeah. good players to come. Like we got our, we got Drew Sanders from Alabama. Like I, I want that, but I don't know. Like the the whole commitment thing, the way they're making it too easy for players to say, "All right, bye, see you, I'm going somewhere else." Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, it sucked, like, as far as, you know, my favorite team, which is the Razorbacks, they had a midseason, obviously. Didn't go the way we wanted it to. Uh, we're losing Barry Odom. You know, good luck to him. I hope we get – and, I mean, Odom was working with some – working with injuries, working with some – you know, we lost uh, – oh, crap. Jalen Catalan within the first – few minutes of the game, and he was out the rest of the season. He's an All-American safety. You know, Slusher gets hurt, and then he ends up quitting. And then uh, that bad loss to Texas A&M, which just set the season downhill. Uh, it just it sucks. It is what it is, but that's what happened to, you know, some, a, lot, a lot of teams that seasons didn't go the way they wanted it to. Yeah. So, and I hate the fact that we're going to have to wait again, wait even longer for NCAA football. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it. But I know I was talking to some buddies about it, and we've talked about this before. I will gladly wait for that game for it to be worth playing. Yeah. Play. I agree about that. Wait another year, year, year and a half to, to get it. Run. Worth it. So. And any, uh, takes on what Ross said or any comments on SEC, Arkansas, whatever? Um, I I like Barry Odom for what he did. Um, I don't like his defense, and I never really liked his defense. The reason why is because his defense is more predicated on you passing the ball, and you let them catch it, and then you tackle them in space. Yeah, we had a, like an issue with tackling this year, but I don't know. If you can dink and dunk your way down the field, it's just really frustrating. Um, seemed, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but it almost seemed like Odom just had an inability or didn't had that not maybe not an inability, but just not a motivation to adapt to the game that was going on. He didn't. It was pretty much you kept it the same the whole entire time. Like there was some adjustments, but there wasn't a lot. But yeah, like the drop eight stuff, it works. Like if you're more aggressive with it, where Arkansas wasn't more aggressive with it, and so it didn't work. Yeah. Um, I I've heard some rumors about some potential defensive coordinators that are coming or that are coming that could be hired. Um, kind of excited about that, I suppose, uh, because they're good defensive coordinators. But we'll see. I I have a love-hate relationship with defense and the Arkansas Razorbacks because I've only seen one good defense ever since I've been born. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Um 
I gave a prediction for the whole thing, the whole college football playoffs. I predict it to be Georgia and Michigan and the championship game. I can very well see that. And it's going to be one of the most for, – for people who like high-power, high-impact games with a lot of scoring, there's a pretty good chance, in my opinion, that it's going to be a slow burn because uh, – both teams have like actually pretty good defenses and both teams most of the time rely heavily on their run game to do the things that they want to do. Um, I can actually see Michigan winning it. I don't really know. Like Georgia's offense this year leaves a lot to be desired at times. I say that, but I mean like Stetson Bennett, every time I say that Stetson Bennett goes off. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But it leaves a lot for me to be desired at times. And so, like, you know, I don't know. It just seems like their whole philosophy this year has been, let's just try to suffocate the other team as much as possible. I don't think, like, if you look at the LSU-Georgia game, anyone could say, oh, man, LSU exposed them and everything. I don't know. I'm not saying that they weren't trying, but I'm sure there was a part of Kirby Smart that was like, Whatever happens, just let it happen. Like that's about it. Like yeah. you know, they knew. Everyone knew in the whole country that if Georgia goes undefeated, it didn't matter if they won that game or not. They're going to the national national championship, mm-hmm. you know, playoff. Yeah. Uh, that was the that was the foregone conclusion. You know, they could have probably lost forty to nothing, and it's still in the top four, and they would have still been in the top four just because they they won out. And everything, and people would have also said, like, you know, you know, they were clearly not trying if they lost 40 to nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah you could have rested your players. Yeah, I've argued if that's not a bad idea. Um, <clears throat> to a point that was made earlier about Caleb Williams being hurt, I watched that game. Yeah, I feel for that dude. I really do. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if Caleb Williams wasn't hurt, every time someone does something like that on, like, a specific side of the ball, I'm like, man, I didn't know Caleb Williams was out there playing, you know, whatever whatever on defense that just allowed Utah to run the ball down yeah. USC's defense. Throat. Now, I don't get me wrong. I know players, like, have a big impact on a game on different sides of the ball. I maintain that if, you know, if – if KJ Jefferson had uh, played the uh, LSU game, we probably win that game, um, most likely. Uh, but I mean, like, but still, it's like you know that USC. I mean, not USC. Utah scored a lot of points. That's not on Caleb Williams, um, because you know he's not the one that was out there, you know, running the ball or trying to defend the ball. The only thing he did wrong was throw a couple picks, which was yeah. amazing. I mean, I watched that pick happen in real time. I was like, wow, that was that was something. Uh, but I'm okay with the college football playoff expansion. It's, it is what it is. I'm not yeah. going to, like, I'm okay with it. Um, my only point is, like, you know, I hate it. I I hate when people go out of the way. Like, now our team will be able to get in. It's like, that's not – I'm glad that your team is going to be able to get in. I hope my team gets in. But that being said, 
like you know if you're outside of maybe like the top five top maybe top top six since you know um since you know it's the top 12 teams in the the uh the nation like i'm not like just counting that as like a oh look at me like you strive to be the best don't strive to just straight scrape by yeah and everything um oh, i feel like i had one more actual point to make uh but yeah you know you know it college the portal i'm okay with the portal like it's it's good it also sucks for people um right now in this current climate um it is good for arkansas or a team like arkansas one thing is we're getting rid of a lot of bad football players and arkansas does have a lot of bad football players some good ones have gone and that kind of blows but you know we're getting rid of some bad football players and hopefully i mean the hope there is that you know we'll replace them with good football players and everything so it's like give or take you know sometimes it's horrible sometimes it's really cool uh and see portal i'm okay with the portal i'm okay with the college football playoffs oh and bowl games yeah so yeah i'm i'm my contention with arkansas being a bowl game is like you lost to missouri and missouri i hate missouri so you know i think that should have been taken away from them just because but i'm okay like at the end of the day i am okay with some teams being a part of that and like it's like, oh, well, you know, our players are – our best players aren't playing. That does – that's not good uh, for viewership. But for experience, you get to play players that don't get to play. And that's a good thing. They get extra practices. They get time to play in starter positions. Uh, and that will be good for them in the long run, especially if they stay with that program. Uh, so, you know, that's – I'm excited about that and everything. Like, it, it's like, you know – I, I will say this, like with our defensive coordinator being gone, with Arkansas's defensive coordinator being gone, with some of their start best players being out, with some of their other good players transferring, <laughs> I'm not like 100% expecting a win. Uh, but what I am expecting is people that want to step up and play the game to step up and play the game. And let's see what happens. So, yeah, that's my spiel. Well, I'm fixing to jump into just some stats because, you know, just watching all this stuff, talking about who should be in it, who should be doing this, who should do this. So I'm just going to throw a bunch of stats out there. Y'all can comment, just listen as I rant, whatever. So, you know, they talk about Tennessee's offense being a gimmick offense, and it's just a pass-oriented offense. Thought this was kind of cool, which I knew they were up there. I didn't know it was this high. But Tennessee's team led the nation in rushing touchdowns. I thought that was a very interesting stat because you you wouldn't think that that was, you know, a situation with uh, them passing, you know, we're passing a lot and throwing the yards that they did. Um, but then I saw some other things um, talking about here recently, all the little postseason awards and Heisman finalists. So, Hendon Hooker, I know he got injured, but he got injured the next to last game of the regular season. He's not getting to play in the SEC championship, but he put up great numbers. Like he averaged 
11 touchdowns for every interception he throws. His career, he threw 58 touchdowns and five interceptions. That's just unheard of. He gets uh, SEC Player of the Year. He gets SEC uh, first-team honors. And then Stetson Bennett doesn't even make SEC second team, and he gets called to go to New York for the Heisman. The Heisman race is stupid. I'm so tired well, of it. Hold on. Like, the other thing I saw, because they want, they also say, well, we, t- we compare the quarterback's strength of schedule. Well, the same strength of schedule. It, exactly. So, like, Hendon Hooker has the eighth, <laughs> eighth toughest. And on that list, that Dugan guy or Duggan, whatever it is, has the 25th. Bennett has the 36th. Caleb Williams has 38th. And Stroud has the 39th. Last year, Bryce Young had the ninth hardest schedule, and he won. And they were comparing hooker stats according to Bryce Young's. Um, and it said something down here, Hendon Hooker is the first SEC quarterback to be named SEC Offensive Player of the Year and not be named a Heisman finalist, while another SEC quarterback is named a finalist. Um, they compare their stats, like yards per game, you know, touchdowns versus interceptions, pass rating, rushing yards, and talking about how some of his stats were second in the nation for Hendon Hooker and that Stetson Bennett was um, – they have like their – five common opponents that they had. So they both played South Carolina, Mizzou, Kentucky, LSU, and Florida. Hendon Hooker had 400 more total yards, seven more touchdowns, zero interceptions compared to three, and about the same amount of pass attempts than Stetson Bennett. You know, so it's – I don't know. I saw this other, you know, then just people posting stuff you know, like Peyton Manning, all the awards that Peyton Manning won, and he came second to a defensive player, you know, and like he won the best college football player, an SB award. He won the Campbell Trophy, though, Danny, Davey O'Brien, the Maxwell Award. And that's some of the stuff that um, Hooker's nominated for, too. But, you know, if anything, should he have won? I don't know because, you know, like Darren McFadden probably deserved it, but Troy Smith won it because – but then again, Troy Smith was a Heisman front runner at the beginning of the season. So it was his trophy to lose as the season went on. Stetson Bennett wasn't on this list. The guy from TCU wasn't on this list. Caleb Williams was, and he wasn't really even known for He was just known he was in uh, Lincoln Daniels uh, – or not Lincoln. What's his name? Who's UFC's, UFC's – uh, coach Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley. Okay, I don't know why I said Daniels. Um, but he's in that offense, so they're like, Well, he's probably gonna be good. Look at Kyler Murray and uh, the other guy just got cut. Cameron, oh, but that you know, they talked about them. So, but then again, Ohio State lost, and the stats are not as good as what Troy Smith did that year either. But I don't know, could just be sour grapes, but it's just kind of. Well, I mean, it's pretty clear this year. <laughs> so nice. But it's like almost clear this year that they were like, we don't know who it's going to be. And they were just like, well, names was, in a hat. Well, it's somebody so- was talking about some other finalists uh, that 
won a won something or got elected to be a finalist for something, and they had like half the stats than somebody else did. And it's like, do these people not even know what they're voting for anymore? I forgot so, what I was watching. It was on TikTok, but I was watching someone. I forgot who it was. They were talking about the Heisman Trophy race. It actually might have been Brandon Walker. Um, anyways, the person said that what's frustrating about the Heisman Trophy nowadays is that it has gone away from a value, an actual valuable player who does amazing things in the season. And you see it in the, you know, you see it within the who's up for the Heisman this year and everything. Um, it's, you know, it, the, it's the teams that are in the college football playoffs. And it's like, none of them, you know, like Stetson Bennett, you know, didn't play just like spectacular in that way. Didn't wow anything. He's a system quarterback. Like that's, let's be real. He's a system quarterback. Uh-huh. Um, does wouldn't like by, by logic, if he's a system quarterback and he's doing what the system calls him to do, then Brock Bowers deserves to be in the yeah in the Heisman race. I mean, look what he did. Like the man, like just did like everything to get them. I he's really yeah. the big reason why I think they'll win a championship or at least the next their second championship this well, year. When USC honest. was good those couple years, Matt Line won, and then the next year Matt Leinert's yardage, touchdowns, interceptions were lower, passing percentage was higher. All his statistics were better, and his team was still undefeated. But yet he came in third and and lost the Heisman vote. But if they just looked at, like, an individual player's accomplishments, it would be – it would not have to be, you know, these teams that are only – these teams that are only in it, you know – or these teams that are only in the national or mostly by players that are, I'm trying to look up the Heisman finalists and my phone is not working for me. Well, it's Duggan or whatever his name is. Stetson yeah, Bennett. It's Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, CJ Stroud, Caleb Williams. You know, it should be, it really should be other people like CJ Stroud. It feels like he's really only a finalist because early last season, or late last season, they were like, he's going to be a Heisman finalist this year. Yep. Caleb Williams, basically the same thing. Like, he didn't do Jack at Oklahoma for a little bit, and they had him as a finalist already, like, uh-huh. and everything. Uh, you know, again, that's a minute, you know, I, I, the only reason why I'll be happy if he wins the Heisman, he won't, but the only reason why I'll be happy if he wins the Heisman, because I do think it's kind of cool when the the when someone, well, he didn't win the award, but, you know, when someone that's nominated for the uh, walk-on award wins the Heisman, I think that says a lot about people who walk on football teams. Now, I could I could make a pretty strong argument for Max Duggan winning it, and that's because that dude was legitimately the valuable player on his team. They probably beat Kansas State if, like, you know, they just let him run that touchdown in when they didn't do that uh, and, like, wind up getting a fourth down turned over and everything. But, yeah, again, it should be. Like I, I'm going to agree with Robert Griffin III. Handed Hooker should be invited to New York. Uh-huh. He played amazing. He deserves it. Like, uh, if he won it, great. 
but I think he deserves to be there. Yeah. So and it's it it and it just comes down to the stupid. We can only give it to the person who or to a team that made it to a championship game of any caliber. Yeah. But it's this is not the case. Like at all. all. Right. Well, we're gonna move on from that. Um probably gonna hit on just a couple things. Uh, for about 10, 15 minutes, maybe in NFL. Ross, are you gonna stay with us for that? Or are you probably gonna go for NFL? All right, we're just gonna talk about some statistics, maybe a couple of things. Like I know you're not uh into it as much, so Kaylee needs the computer too. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh Ross, thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks for all your input. And we'll try to do an, another podcast here as the bowl season's going. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank you, Ross. See you guys. All right. So, NFL, Ryan, I'm going to throw some stats out there. We can talk about a couple things and we'll try to stay 10 or 15 minutes. I guess the stat's not going to matter anymore. I saw the stat the other day, and somebody said, well, you're just wanting to open up a can of worms. It's talking about the first uh, first 59 starts in the 49er season or in a career. Joe Montana, who's a great quarterback, was 37-22. and 22. Steve Young was 40-19. and 19. Guess who else had a 40-19 record? Jimmy Garoppolo. I was about to say Tom Brady, <laughs> and and so you know I, I saw that stat and I was like, "Yep, that's sounds about right." Uh, you know, I saw another stat: Jimmy Garoppolo has one hundred sixteen point seven passer rating under pressure, which is the highest in the NFL this season. And I know that doesn't matter because he's hurt, um, but you know, some other things I saw like. Everybody's talking about, you know, Michael Parsons, you know, Parsons, 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 Cowboys defense, Cowboys defense. But, and Michael Parsons already got defensive player of the year wrapped up. But saw a stat yesterday. Nick Bosa, who didn't even get any kind of consideration for defensive player of the year based on what he came back from and the injury he came back from, uh, didn't even get a vote last year. He has 14 and a half sacks compared to Parsons' 12, 15 tackles for loss compared to 13, 34 quarterback hits compared to 22, 62 pressures compared to 58. That percentage is 19% to 18 and a half. He has only played in 11 games where Micah Parsons played in 12. So one game less and has better statistics. The one that gets me is the quarterback hits. So he has 12 more hits than a game and I don't think that defense when it's healthy it, you know when they've been healthy for the last five or six games I don't think they're getting enough credit than they deserve and I don't think Nick Bosa is getting enough credit I think his brother at San Diego or at San Diego at the Chargers is getting you know more you know more you know favoritism and stuff you know it's just I just don't – I just don't get it. But um, but other than that, I still think – you know, they said that Jimmy Garoppolo might miss two more months. 
or seven to eight weeks that could put him late in the playoffs if the team you know wins far enough because there's about four more weeks of the season so that's half the time you know he could probably show up for the Super Bowl if they made it I think that Brock Purdy looked really good um I think Shanahan knows how to get his quarterbacks you know and they've got you know when Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt before they didn't have a developed Debo Samuel. They didn't have a developed Brandon Ayuk. And Kittle was still young, you know. And so I don't think they have the weapons that they do now with Christian McCaffrey and, you know, and having the great defense that they do. And, you know, I, I feel like it's like a Stetson Bennett kind of thing. You have the defense. All you got to do is have somebody that can manage to give it to your weapons. You score about 20 or 30 points, your defense is going to win the game for you. But, uh, Lamar Jackson being in his uh, contract year, you know, I know he's hurt now, but he's played like crap. A lot of people are still on the Cowboys bandwagon. Uh, I'm still just not sold. You know, everybody's talking about them playing the Colts. Okay, they played the Colts. Good for them. But um, we talked about Buffalo Bills. You know, they could catch on fire, but they did the same thing last year. It started off hot. Buffalo Bills went down the hill until like made a little run in the playoffs. But you know, the Chargers, the Rams are done. But uh, what are your takes on NFL? Um, I, I don't know. Like, if I, if I just sit, think about the Super Bowl. I'm at the point now where I don't know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, I still favor the Bills a little bit just because of, you know, when they're clicking on all cylinders, they're really hard to beat. Yeah. Like, they're really hard to beat. Um, What about Dolphins? Did the 49ers kind of expose them? I didn't watch that game, so I don't actually know. But well, I, the only thing they had was really was the big the touchdown, the very first play of the game for like seventy five yards, and then they had uh, another big pass to like Tyreek Hill. Other than that, 49ers pretty much did what they wanted to. Do. I think their coach has them on the right track. Um. They're probably like a player or two away uh, from an actual like deep run. I mean, I could again, I could be wrong. I could I could say all this, and they're like, "Hey, Super Bowl," um, but I don't know. I just think they're probably like they're probably missing something. I like Tua as a quarterback, by the way. It's kind of become. It feels like he's the heart and soul of that team. Uh, I. The Chiefs always have something wrong with them, and it's just they're lucky enough for it to be covered in paint by having one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now and one of the best wide receivers slash tight ends in the NFL right now. Um, Well, I think they're finding a weapon with that Pacheco guy now too, whereas Smith-Schuster and some of them didn't quite pan out. It always feels like if you're a team that can like legitimately – run the ball they're going to give they're going to give that team a fit like just a horrible fit um 
But outside of like those teams on the AFC, I'm not like just super, super sold on anyone. Uh, Lamar might be hurt. I don't actually think he's playing to his full potential because, you know, they don't want to pay him. So I can't imagine how much he cares um, about them winning games or not. Who else is in the AFC that I would consider good this year? Well, you know, the Bengals have been warm the last few weeks. Yeah, they they could, you know, maybe they're catching fire and whatnot. They have one of the best quarterback uh, wide receiver duos out there. So, But the Chargers haven't gotten over their hump. The Raiders are not. Oh, the AFC West is just bad. Like, like people old. are gonna people are gonna come away from the Broncos Chiefs game this week and thinking, oh, look at that. They're gonna win a Super Bowl. The Chiefs are, and I'm here to just say, look, just because we don't know how to score touchdowns doesn't mean that you're actually good enough to win a Super Bowl. Just gonna throw that out there right now. Um and well, yeah. Like <laughs> you know, and then I feel like Raiders coach. He'll probably end end up back at the Patriots being their offensive coordinator because that's what usually happens. He can't do well as a head coach, and he just runs back home. Now, for someone, by the way, I got to think about. I got to. I got to say this: the Patriots. Someone said this on Twitter the other day, and I laughed at it. The Patriots. Um, Matt Patricia is running the Patriots' offense. Like a defensive coordinator, like as a defensive coordinator who wishes that uh, this is how everyone ran their offense. Because, you know, you don't have to deal with passing game. You just got to deal with the running game (laughs) and everything. Yeah. Um, And who knows? Hey, maybe Mike Mike White, maybe Mike White takes the the Jets all the way. Wouldn't that be something? NFC side? um, I'm not sold on Vikings. If the 49ers figure out their whole offense thing with with a new quarterback, they could do it, especially if they stay unhurt. Um, I like the Eagles. I gotta be real. I like the Eagles. They they're fun to watch. Uh, they play hard. Jalen Hurts is is that guy. And by that guy, I'm not talking about like he's just like it's this phenomenal athletic ability to do whatever he wants to do. He just plays hard. Like he's a hard player, and he's gonna you know eight it helps them more than anything else. And he, he plays pretty smart for the most part. Um, their only thing I'm not a fan of them is they're, I still think the run game needs a little bit of tweaking. Um, Cause you can run the ball on them. And if you can run the ball on them, you know, they might lose the games, but I like them. I sort of like the 49ers again. I just want to see what's going to continue happening as they go on. I don't ever trust the Vikings at all whatsoever you know i don't trust kirk cousins um past that well i mean i i I a little bit do favor the cowboys like yeah they beat the colts and everything i am impressed with how they beat the colts i will say that um i was watching the game and i was watching when the colts went for that two-point conversion and it just amazes me like just I'm just amazed to watch, man, with 343 left in the game, going down or going for a two-point conversion to tie the game, and then and then them just scoring 33 unanswered points. That's just a lot of fun to watch. 
Yeah. Uh, I think the Cowboys defense can lead them pretty far into the playoffs. Uh, their offense has to do a little bit better. And by a little bit better, I mean like Dak makes some – he makes some decisions sometimes. And it's like, what are you thinking, dude? Yeah. Like, you know, why, why don't you throw it there? Now, there's been a couple times like, you know, there was like one potential pick like the, there was like an obvious pass interference on the Colts which didn't get called. And like, there was another one that was almost a pick where dude fell down on his own. Like he just fell down. And like, so I was like, okay, I get that. But I mean, I have seen interceptions from him that are just like, are bewildering. Like, what are you thinking? Why are you doing that? And everything. Um, and it, it's also interesting to watch Michael Gallup uh, become like wide receiver. Number one, if that continues on, I, you know, and still does good. That 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 could be a game changer. Yeah, they're not going to get Odell. I, I I will say that. Like if they got Odell Beckham Jr., I would think that um they would actually have a real really good chance to go all the way. But from my understanding, or from the rumors I've been seeing, Odell Beckham Jr. is um still dealing with a bit of an ACL issue. Well, I heard the Cowboys something today said they're not interested. Yeah, so I don't think they're. I don't think. I don't think he'll play this season at all, uh, which makes perfect sense out there world because I put him on eight weeks out. Yeah, it makes perfect sense out there world because I put him on my fantasy team thinking that he would be picked up by somebody. So especially when they started talking about like two months ago. Yeah, you would think they'd be coming back in weeks. But hey, there's always keeper players, and there's some players that are just going to not be kept kept after the season on my team and. Why not free up a spot for Odell? Let's yeah. just go ride with it. <sighs> that's my thoughts on the NFL. Awesome. All right. Well, that was it for tonight. Um, woot, woot. Really want to see how some of these awards pan out, see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, I really want to. Are you big into? I don't. I don't think you played the game, but are you interested in playing or watching the Last of Us series? Um, I might. I have to be in a mood to watch anything that's zombie related because I sort of feel like, you know, we went really hard on the whole zombie fixation. Yeah, and it was just like it was a little overwhelming. Um, and I know I don't. I've never played the game, so I'm not I'm not accusing it of this, but shows like The Walking Dead, I liked The Walking Dead for the I liked it for a while, but shows like The Walking Dead became like more of a who are we going to kill spectacle. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that. And that has nothing to do with like any beliefs I hold. It's just it's poor storytelling, in my opinion, yeah. to be like, look who we're killing this week. It's like I don't that's that's such lame storytelling if i wanted to watch something like that i would watch happy tree friends um but i just you know watch south park yeah or south park but like you know but no i I, get you Uh, i know it's gonna be well acted so you know i mean i I saw the trailer for it to you know today and like i'm i'm interested with it but i thought about um doing like a podcast on that of just discussing the show so if it's something one of those that you end up catching something we can do special okay, edition okay. for that but uh but all right uh
but yeah, that's going to be it for tonight. Ryan, thank you for the, the talks. I was curious here what you wanted to say. I wanted anybody who's listening to, um, to also hear what we have to say. Um, so I know we have listeners and stuff, but um, from other countries. So I know pretty much who our listener is in Germany, but we have listeners in Canada, Australia, South Africa, Aruba, St. Uh, Martin, Trinidad, Armenia, Norway, Romania, Ireland, and the Czech Republic. Like there's been some more since our last ones. Um, <laughs> looks like a lot of the, we've had one person or not one person. We've had somebody that's 60 plus of age. Listen, a lot of our, other viewers have been between the 18 and 34 year range. So if you are subscribed and you are listening, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you're subscribed to us to get every time we post this. Um, there is ways that you guys can invest in our program. Uh, keep us going. We've, our little group has talked about hinting around and making this a little bit bigger. Maybe not, Maybe not a primary job right now unless it became that. But if you are interested, shoot out an email at titanavengergaming at gmail.com. You can find that website on, on the podcast page. Um, you can also message. There's interactive polls and questions about, like, who do you think your favorite quarterback is? Who do you think is going to win the championship? Uh, so please feel free to partake in that. Um, and if you have any topics you want to hear about, or if you are listening on a regular basis from South Africa or Australia, and you, I don't know how well I'll be able to do it, but we might hit on a topic of soccer or football that's in y'all's country. Because I'm sure not watching the World Cup, so I wouldn't be any help with that. Ryan, would you? I watched a little bit of the World Cup. Um, I watched it until America got beat, and then I stopped watching it because, in my personal opinion, everyone else, when America got beat, it the it was over with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the World Cup doesn't exist anymore. Um, and I will also say this to other people out there in the world um, who love soccer. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there to you, my friends, and you could feel free to like message him and. See if you can come up on here and just, you know, run your mouths. Um, if we tried, like if we cared about World Cup soccer or soccer in general, uh, we would run the table. You would never win another soccer game against America ever again. So, you know, so if like you want to get on there and, you know, if you want to come on here and potentially run your mouth about it and tell me how I'm wrong, feel free to. But uh, USA, USA, USA. Um, in fact, we, you know, we, we, you know, we let the Dutch win. Ha ha ha. We let them win. We just got tired of playing because we got other things going on. LeBron is back. You know, Cowboys might win a Super Bowl. College football playoff is in super important right now. Yeah. No one cares about soccer anymore. <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm also not. I'm also not joking. And it's called soccer, not football, soccer. 
Which actually, fun fact, because I've seen this so many times. You know why it's called soccer? Why? So this is such a kind of random thing. So it was called the Association of Football or something like that. Back in the day, um, you know how slang terms happen and everything? Mm-hmm. British kids would, uh, they would just, they, for some reason, their slang would have like an ER on the end of it. That would be the slang word. So like, you know, it, you know, take something like, like baller, you know, let's play ball, let's play baller and things like that. Um, and so like, it would just, it would just happen. Uh, it, they, that's what they would, they, that's what they would do. And on top of that, you know, association of football or whatever the name was it's just a long name so what are you going to do you're going to cut it down or not cut it down but you know people are going to like call it a different name like it's going to be a abbreviated name like the association um and just through just like attrition in british slang at the time they cut that down and it just became you know using their british slang it became soccer so soccer quite literally means association of football. <laughs> it's it's strange. I've seen it multiple times. I don't. I'm not saying it all the way correctly, uh, but if everybody, if that's where the name comes from, it's not just. It's just a British slang, with an actual name for the sport. So, put together. There you go. Good lesson. Fun times. But we don't. You know, we don't have anything like that for American football. We just call it football. We don't need a slang term. We don't need a, uh, a nickname for it. Um, the only time we deviate from it is when, you know, pro football, college football, high school football, um, you know, XFL football, USL or whatever, um, football, Canadian football. Yeah. We're just, we're just so much better. I just want you to know that because we're America and – People love American football. So, all right. Well, we're going to end our episode there, guys. Again, cheers, feedback. Thanks for everyone listening. Have a good night. Mark Football's best.